Hello and welcome to episode 62 of the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and I took a long hiatus. I went completely... I just disappeared. I ghosted everyone. <laughs> I was actually struggling a lot with my mental health last year and I needed to tap out, disconnect in order to reconnect with myself and the podcast. Now, I know that I have a part two of manifesting the man of your dreams to do and I'm probably going to make it a part two of not mumming your boyfriend or something along those lines because I know a lot of you were very, very interested in that or even just talking about feminine energy and masculine energy and the interplay of that. Anyway, so I'm back. And I know I have to, I have to do that episode and I really want to do the episode to be completely honest. I love talking about relationships. I love talking about intimacy. I love talking about connection with yourself. So it's definitely up my alley. It's definitely coming. Just may need to wait a little bit longer. Uh, but today's episode for 60, episode 62 to start 2023 nice and fresh. I really just wanted to get some reflection questions going, uh, talk about my goals and be completely honest and raw with what I'm looking to achieve this year. Um, and just to give you some inspiration, because I feel like when you listen to someone's goals, you kind of think, oh, I didn't think about that. Or I wish that I included that in my goal list as well. And you totally can. So this is where I'm kind of going with the episode today. It's a goal setting episode. It's to just get everyone into gear of thinking about what they want to achieve. And again, that same similar concept of like manifesting, dreaming and believing it and receiving it. It's really amazing what you can do when you believe in yourself, when you give yourself confidence a boost. Um, it's not egotistical. <laughs> it's not an egotistical at all. I think a lot of people are afraid to step into the deep end of what they really want because they're so scared of it not happening or perhaps failing themselves. But there's really no such thing as failing yourself. I think failing yourself actually only happens when you don't take charge of it or you don't take responsibility for your actions. So that's when things go wrong. And that's when I think, you know, disappointing yourself comes into play because you are not taking responsibility for the things that you could be doing better. But let's get into some goal setting. So how can we goal set? Well, in 2023, I think there are so many resources out there that can help you goal set, whether you're using smart, specific, measurable, uh, achievable, uh, realistic time frame. You can use a smart method. You can just use a reflection model where it's like, what was challenging last year? What did I do well? What did I achieve? What, what can I improve on and what do I want to achieve this year? Something like that. You can do a reflection thing. That's easy. Um, you can also go down the path of Be Do Have. Be Do Have, I spoke about in episode two or three of my podcast shows. Motivation is bullshit. It talks about the Be Do Have model. You could use something like that. There are different methods. There are many ways to go about creating your goals. For me personally, I don't use a smart method and I probably use the be, do, have in a sense with my reflection. It's a combination of two. There is no right or wrong when it comes to goal setting. There is no right or wrong. It's just about what works for you. And that goes the same with nutrition, fitness, mindset, coaching. What works for you might not work for the next person. So this is where you need to understand you. For me, I've been doing reflection for a very long time. I have probably been reflecting on my life since I was journal journaling as a kid. Now, as an adult, reflecting and goal setting has become so well ingrained and so well defined for me that it's very easy to do without having to think too, like I have to overthink it too much. 
and trying to have like control over the situation, like what it's going to look like in 12 months time. Because I know in 12 months time, things will be different. No matter what I set, I can probably attain. There are many things that I can attain. I've done it multiple, multiple, multiple times, whether it's financial, physical, emotional, I've been able to do that successfully with my whole entire life. However, I know that there are going to be things in between that might make you feel like you're not getting there. But when you really look at it at the end of the year, you've achieved it anyway. So when it comes to I need to take a breath, when it comes to setting your goals, I want to be very clear today on my goals are very much about feeling and emotional health and uh, that I'm going to share. There are a bunch of other goals that I have set that are financial for business and just other personal goals that um, are for me. And I think when you write your goals, you don't need to share them with everyone. So having a podcast show, obviously, we need to open up being a coach. uh, I do need to open up with my clients at some point. Not all the time. Um, Clients don't need to hear everything. And, And I think like when you have a coach, just FYI, if your coach is just bombarding you with their life and not interested in you and not talking to you about your life. It's a bit of a red flag for me. Like when I'm with my clients, I want to know about you. I want to help you. If you ask me a question about how I am about something, I will tell you. I will tell you willingly. But there comes a point where it's not, I'm not oversharing. I don't need to overshare with my clients. My clients need my support more than they need to know about my life. So the point I'm trying to make is if you are an oversharer, with your goals and then you don't get your goals and then you feel bad and you feel embarrassed and you go through this like head spin talk stop it stop sharing everything with everyone internalize some things and i only i say that with like the best um intention possible because you don't need to make everyone feel like you are successful you are achieving things when you just need to work on you um and that was something that i think with social media i pulled back quite a fair bit last year on social media because I felt like I just didn't need to open up about everything Um, I needed to really work on myself which is why I did take a hiatus anyway tangents galore so goal setting the way that I like to do it is a mixture of be do have slash reflection it's not very uh, mathematical or um, analytical it is simply a reflection so what was challenging for me last year what did I achieve last year and what do I want to improve on or achieve in this year and then based off that i work off like a 60 to 90 day uh, model so in 90 days what do i want to feel in 90 days what do i want to have in 90 days what do i want to what i want to do or what i want to be anyway so i work off that it's probably easier to start from backwards so starting from the end in mind um, i've said this before in my podcast when you start with the end in mind it's a lot easier to create a map and create little tasks and objectives for you to do so at the in 90 days i just want to be able to effortlessly feel um happy i don't want to feel like i have to force myself to be happy which is something i really struggled with last year i felt like a lot of the time i need to force myself to be happy and i wasn't finding the good in my life I wasn't seeing that. So I want to be able to effortlessly see the good. I want to be able to effortlessly effortlessly feel happy. And what do I need to do for that? Well, one of the things that I've set for myself is to smile more. Last year, I spent a lot of my time frowning behind the scenes. It was very hard for me internally. I was going through a lot of stuff, personal health and personal issues, and I needed to find my way. It was a very emotional year for me. And yeah so smiling has been a really really good addition that's the word in my life goal setting isn't necessarily easy and it isn't easy because it makes you question your past 
your present and your future. It makes you, it forces you to look at all of the events in your life, all the experiences in your life, perhaps maybe, maybe in the last couple of years or the last two years at least, or the last year at a minimum um, to create a goal. And it's a good thing that it does make you look at that because you need to reflect. And if you're not like looking at your past, you're not looking at your future, you're not reflecting, you really can't grow from that. Like if you're not doing the work to see how you can be better, how people around you can thrive with you, from you, you can support others. It doesn't allow you to create more purpose out of your life. And this is kind of going down that def- by definition, the existential crisis kind of meaning, but I hope it's not a crisis for you. Anyway, so one of my goals has been to smile more and smiling. This is going to sound so weird, but smiling at nothing sometimes, <laughs> most of the time has allowed me to, uh, it's actually, you know what? You just need to do it because I can't explain how, like what happens. It's like, as soon as you're smiling, your physiology like feels like it's changing. And this is sounds so woo woo and so strange, but when you smile, it's like your body and your mind just can't let the bad in, let the negative in. It doesn't let, it doesn't allow it. So as soon as you smile, my head, I'm just, I'm just going to smile now. And my head, my thoughts are just instant, like positive, instant gratefulness, instant energy, like energy in like a forward moving motion. It feels good. And like, I only started this Monday because I did have a breakdown in the new year on Sunday and I realized I can't live like that anymore. I needed to stop that. And this is why the, this goal came along, just to smile more. And I realized that it was the most simplest thing. All the books that I've read by Dr. Um, Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, spoke about changing it. And he spoke about the fake it till you make it kind of um, uh, phrase out there. And how it actually is kind of true because it allows your physiology to make leap and bounds with the energy in the world because we're all apparently atoms and I don't know how these atoms um, make me (laughs) I don't get that (laughs) and how we're all just energy in motion I don't I don't understand how energy in motion can turn to like skin and organs anyway (laughs) that's where my brain's at with that but I get it when it comes to smiling and putting your best foot forward and engaging with life in a positive way because it's a, it has in the last week totally flipped my feelings and emotions on its head and I'm keen to see what this is like on my period because the last couple periods have been very moody and emotional for me so I'm keen to give it a go and you can see from this goal that it is very much a feelings-based goal so when you look at your goals and you're trying to combine uh, a method or use one method don't eliminate your emotional health we neglect our emotional health because we don't know how to support it and the goals that i'm going to go through in my personal list are mostly emotional support goals my financial goals my business goals are excluded from this podcast today um Everyone has their own financial goals. And there are so many resources that you can go to to look for investment, housing, property, ASX, crypto, so many different ways you can go about financial and business podcasts. There are amazing podcasts. And like if you have a look at, let me open my Spotify right now whilst we're on. Some of my favorite podcasts include the Startup Diaries, uh, Pivotal Conversations. That is an incredible podcast about businesses and how to get your business to be some of the best in the world. Um, 
Another really cool one on business is she's on the money. Sorry, that's about investing and housing and just savings. She's on the money is great. It's a great book as well. Would highly recommend that one. There is another one you could definitely listen to, which is another Australian one called My Millennial Money. Um, they are awesome and they are really fun to listen to too. Uh, they're probably the top three that I can think of, but like if you have a look at my podcast, uh, podcasting likes, like there's a spectrum of stuff on here and you need to be able to have a spectrum of people you follow because you never want to just isolate yourself into one group and one community and forget about everything else because everyone has something special to offer. Anyway, so in essence, dabble in many things, look to reputable professional resources as well. You know, there's another thing on this. I've just got so many thoughts today. I was having a meeting with Kiara, my employee for LTL, and um, we're talking about books, talking about goals. And she was like, I want to stop buying new books because I already have 10 that I haven't read. This is a great goal to have because like the books on my shelf, I don't need to buy any more books. I could literally reread the 20 books that I have in my room and probably add one or two every year from reputable professional resources and gain something new or gain a different outlook or, you know, update my knowledge that's come out because it's the most researched data or whatever, published review, whatever. But the stuff that I've got in my house currently, I don't need to buy anything new. It is all there. So when it comes to looking to new people or new things, trying to find new, 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 it's not necessarily, that's not a good like goal and it's not a good reasoning to have for like developing your goal trying to find the new things sometimes you need to go to the most professional most reputable most historic stuff like stoicism like looking at the readings of marcus aurelius and seneca like looking at those and seeing how challenging life was for them at that point which i can imagine and we are still having the same struggles just in a different modernized way um, I'm getting fired up. <laughs> so I think where I wanted to take that point was, is that often with your goals, you're always looking for newness. Sometimes it's really not about looking for newness because sometimes within you, there is a reoccurrent pattern, whether it's the anxiousness, the overthinking, the controlling behavior, the current pattern of overeating, binge eating, not having structure, making excuses. It can be simple things, simple themes that you just need to work on. And by working on those things about yourself, perhaps will create a better future. will most likely create a better future and actually better goals because you believe in yourself more. You have better resiliency. You're able to do things with passion and enthusiasm and knowledge rather than feeling like you're not smart enough and not good enough. Oh my God, there's a vacuum cleaner in the background. What is going on? Okay, he's done. So mental health is skyrocketing. And I think the reason why I'm very passionate about like a feeling, an emotional goal is because when we reflect on our past, it allows us to see what we did well and also what we want to improve on and everybody knows what they want to improve on if you are oblivious and have no awareness of self this can be pretty challenging and i'm not making an attack on these people i just think that if there are things and themes that constantly come up in your life and you're not sure why this keeps happening it might be worth exploring with a professional or 
or reading some self-help books, reading some books about things and themes that talk about self-help because maybe that might help. I'm not too sure. I'm not an expert in this area on how to become aware of the things that you're not aware of. (laughs) I don't know where that belongs in in mental health, but I feel like if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with uh, low moods, if you're having thoughts um, that life is pretty bad quite often, it's worth highlighting and it's worth exploring it with a therapist. Um, I will admit and I will say it I did seek extra support last year because I needed to talk to someone about the things that was going on in my head and I'm proud of that because I've been able to now start this year off with my last session and feel really good like I've got my zest for life back I really lost my zest for life and that's going to sound weird because those of you who follow me on my main account Raquel Fit PT will have seen that I had so much fun that I did so many cool things last year I snowboarded I went camping a lot I my boyfriend loves all this all this stuff and I love it too and I'm so glad that I've met him because it really brings out that nature bug in me and we've had the most incredible time However, there were parts of life where I was really, 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 really low and I needed that support. So if you need support, please speak to someone. It is not embarrassing. It's not like you don't have to feel ashamed about it. Don't feel guilty about it. It's there. The support's there. And, you know, it might take a little bit of time to connect with one. I was very lucky and I connected straight away with um, mine. So, yeah, I hope that helps you if you feel like you need to talk to someone anyway let's just jump back onto my goals so you can get a little more clearly on what my emotional support goals are so another one is to stop scrolling while i'm training i found last year i scrolled quite a fair bit and was doing a lot extra things in my session on my phone and it wasn't actually providing relief so my sessions started to become draining they started to become work related and i wasn't enjoying it so this year my goal is to make training feel good for me again which in part is also to like get off my phone, stop scrolling. Um, if a message comes up that I'd like to reply to, I will, but it definitely doesn't include scrolling and it definitely doesn't include work. Um, so that is a big thing for me and I'm really excited to do that. And I have been doing it the last couple of weeks and I've felt awesome in my sessions. I also love training at this time of year, just the extra heat, the sweat, I just, just a vibe. I just love it. Another goal that I have this year includes my golf hobby. So I am really enjoying playing golf. I am so thankful for James because he's taught me so many different things and um, shown me so many different stuff. And golf is a huge one for me. I'm enjoying golf so much. I It's a hobby. James like shone light on in my life is having hobbies and he has so many hobbies and I needed a hobby too because my life was literally just becoming work and hating gym because I couldn't get relief out of it. Anyway, just let's pull it back into the golf. So golf is a hobby. I'm taking lessons. I'm enjoying it. It's with a ladies group. I've made a friend out of it. Um, we're looking like I've got a number. We're going to tee up a nine hole, maybe an 18 hole even day. Um, there's a couple other girls who've reached out recently to play golf. I think it's just allowing me to bond with people. And that's, a really key thing this year. I think um, in my past relationships too, I was very codependent and James is, has a very secure attachment style. And it's going to, this is so not part of the podcast, but we'll just go down this um, tangent anyway. 
Having a partner who is so secure in his attachment style is so healthy for me and it's so different because my past relationships have not had that attachment style. They've been very anxious attachment styles and my biological parents when they were together had a very anxious avoidant attachment style so my whole life has kind of been around this anxious avoidant anxious avoidant attachment style now here i am with james who is very secure within himself and his parents are excellent role models of this they're very secure within their relationship as well which is so obvious um it's very different but it's so healthy and i'm i am slowly getting that because i think over the years Obviously, as you're a kid, you learn from your parents and then when you have your own relationships, your own traits form. I ended up becoming a little bit of an anxious avoidant attachment style as well. So I'm trying to become more secure and it is challenging me. It is challenging me. um, But in the sense, having a hobby has been really good because I'm able to fall back on something else and having friends that do those kind of things too is really healthy because it involves like for me I'm very active and I like to be out I don't always want to go eat out dinners and I don't always want to drink and that's not my that's not my vibe I don't really like drinking anyway so when I'm like looking at my goals list and I'm I'm trying to relate it back to my goals list when I'm looking at my goals list and I'm looking at the last few months and looking at my relationship looking at what I want to be able to feel I want to feel more secure. I want to feel more independent, but also because when you're individually happy, and this is what I've realized from James too, when you're individually happy, when you have your own things you can do, but you can also do them together, it does make your relationship so much more fun because you can also do them together, but you don't need to, you don't need to rely on each other. I think, I just feel like we can become very codependent on one person and that person has to be the happy pool. It has to be the person that does everything with you and has to make you happy with everything. And that's a very real experience of my last relationships. We did everything together. We relied on each other for everything. It's just different. So for me this year, having a hobby was a bit of self-care as well because like I'm also, I can be clingy. I have that attachment style. I have that attachment style within me. It's very highly ingrained. And so when he would be out with his friends, I'd feel like, well, I want to be out with my friends and I want to do something because like, you're not with me. So I should be doing something as well. But then it's like, hold on. Then I'm looking to do things and like feeling bored and then procrastinating and then getting unhappy because he's not with me. And that's really toxic. So, so what I'm talking about with awareness, you need to be very aware of yourself and I feel like I am very aware of myself and when you are it helps you create better goals so here we are so those of you in relationships with this point that I'm trying to make is have hobbies that you can do individually and also that you might be able to do together if you both enjoy that otherwise I feel like you can get trapped in trying to be fulfilled in somebody else's life or trying to have like a void be filled within you and I, that's something that I very much can relate to because of my peer past and that's something that I don't want to have in this relationship because this relationship is different it is not the same and in order to have a very secure trusting loving and loving in the sense that we can both be individuals and come together healthily it is very important that in your relationship you have that freedom and that that um, synchronicity I hope couples and those of you in relationships can relate to that Lastly, I just want to shout out to everyone who has still been listening to the show since I've taken a bit of a hiatus. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. I ended up being in the top 50% of the Buzzsprout 
and I was like, I haven't made an episode <laughs> for months and months and was so irregular last year. So I'm really looking forward to having a bit more consistency and reaching a lot more of you and talking about things um, more openly as I felt a little bit um, afraid last year to talk about my life was struggling internally. Anyway, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, if you can leave a five star show review on Spotify, you literally just have to leave a star review. That'd be amazing for me. And on iTunes, that'd be great. Um, and follow along on any platform that you listen to so you get updates of when I release the next episode. Like I said um, earlier, it is going to be a month. Actually, no, I didn't say it on here. I said on Instagram. I will be uploading once a month. That's going to be a realistic goal for me. I can record with a guest. I can record with Kiara. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for me to manage rather than having to force myself to try get some content out and actually not be something that I want to speak of either. I want it to be things that I actually am passionate about too. So the next episode will be part two of the Dream Man. Uh, it will be a theme around feminine masculine energy most likely. I can probably talk more about codependency if you like and the anxious avoidant secure attachment styles. I think that's a very interesting topic something that I've been quite interested in um, since being with James too and exploring myself within this relationship and just about the Willy Ben effect which I'll talk more about that um, I'll talk more about that in the next episode thank you so much for being here I appreciate it have a great day everyone and uh, let me know if you like it